Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Today, before we jump into today's topic, I want to give you guys a little bit of an update or more of an advanced warning, (laughs) and that is that lately I have really been listening to my body. I've been trying to be more mindful about respecting what it is that I need and what my body is telling me. And lately, I have found myself getting starting to get to the place of burnout where I just have a little bit too much going on. And I want to practice what I preach. And I need to start saying no to more things and paring down my schedule a little bit. So that way I can do more of the things that make me just feel a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more connected with my feminine. So to that end, I wanted to give you a heads up that towards the end of this month, I will be transitioning from producing podcasts every Monday to an every other Monday schedule. I honestly think that that's going to give you guys much better content because I'll have more time to be more intentional about the content that I'm wanting to give you. And this will also allow me to be more intentional about the programs that I'm trying to create for you guys. That way I can, I've been working on this course for a long time and it's been really hard to dedicate enough time to that to get it up and off the ground so it can actually get into your hands. So I want to allow more time in my schedule to do things like that, that I think will be more helpful to you guys in the long run. I really appreciate your patience with me on this, and I am so, so thankful for everyone that has tuned in, that has been a loyal follower. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We hit the 10K mark last month, or I guess it was a couple months ago now. Anyway, that was huge. I'm so thankful for everyone that's tuning in. I love every single one of you, and I need to respect my own health and and the cues that my body is giving me. And right now, my body is telling me that we just have too much going on, and I need to start pairing some of these things back. So I really appreciate everyone that has already been supportive. And as a result of this, I hope you end up hearing more from me, maybe not on the podcast side, but definitely on the social media side and on the course creation side, because I want to be able to be more intentional with that side of the brand, which admittedly, I have been a little bit more lackadaisical about. (laughs) And I've had this idea about all these reels and these videos that I've wanted to create on Instagram as well. And I just, I haven't done any of them because... Most of my efforts and most of my time is going to the podcast outside of the actual day-to-day things. So I hope that if you are a follower of mine on Instagram, which my name is at Modern Manifestation, 
go over there and you'll probably start hearing from me a little bit more because I am wanting to start making micro clips about manifestation that'll just give you a little bit of inspiration throughout your week. And I think that that could be more helpful for you to just get a little micro dose of manifestation (laughs) throughout your week or multiple times a week as opposed to just once. So I hope that it ends up being a great transition for everyone. And I don't know whether or not this is going to get permanent change, but at least for now, this is going to be what I'm doing. I'm going to be going to bi-weekly scheduling. Again, that will be late August that I start doing that. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into today's topic now that we've covered a little bit of my podcast update there. And today's topic is all about daily routines, but more specifically, the habits that we've adopted and the thoughts that we have when we start our days and then that continue as a result of the baseline that we set our morning off on. So this idea actually came to me earlier this month. I was listening to one of Brene Brown's, not Brie Brown, Brene Brown's audiobooks, Daring Greatly, if you want the title of it. And she summed up this idea of living in scarcity for me in a way that just really resonated with my past self. And honestly, sometimes in a a way that my current self also resonates with, just depending on my day. And I would say that I still fall into this sometimes, but it was definitely more prevalent years ago whenever I first started this whole idea of manifestation. And this was the version of me who really wanted to be abundant, who really wanted to like adopt this lifestyle of abundancy. But I had a routine that was based in scarcity. And so I'd be doing all the things, right, the tools, the visualizations, the meditations, and wondering why I still wasn't making progress. And a big part of that is because my overall lifestyle, my overall daily routine was still based in scarcity. So what do I mean when I say that? Well, Brene Brown describes it as having feelings of not enoughness from the moment that you wake up or a daily flow that is centered around not having enough time, money, energy, especially to do things. So what that might look like is that you wake up and the first thought you have is I didn't get enough sleep last night or I wish I didn't have to go to work today. I don't have enough time for breakfast. I don't have enough time to work out. I don't have any clothes to wear today. And that really sets the tone for and continues to marinate throughout the rest of the day. So then by midday, that might turn into, I don't have enough time to grab lunch. I just have to eat it at my desk. I can't afford to eat out today. Or I have to sit in traffic. I don't have enough time to get that project done. I don't have enough time to talk to so-and-so. I don't have enough time to make that call to that prospect that I've really been wanting to make. And then you get home and it's like, I'm too tired to meditate. I'm too tired to work out. I'm too tired to meal prep. I'll look at starting that blog next week. I just don't have time to do that right now. I don't have time to read that book that I really enjoy. And then by the time we get to late evening, all we've done is think about all day about all the things we don't have enough time for or enough of in terms of money or relationships or whatever. So then... It's no wonder that we get stressed and anxious because we've allowed ourselves to sit in that energy all day. We've allowed ourselves to really live in that, that not enoughness. And it may not necessarily be about our enoughness. I've definitely talked about like self-worth separately, and that is its own separate issue. But right now I'm talking about this like routine of enoughness, the not enough time, the over hustle, the busy, busy culture that we live in. So we're living in this not enoughness. And then instead of doing the things at home that could help us elevate our vibe or get us back on track in terms of feeling good and feeling more abundant, the things like meditating or self-care or working on or doing the actions that are really going to help progress us forward, you know, stepping into law of action or law of inspiration, instead of doing the things that we know would be good for us or that we know we would enjoy, 
most of us, and I'm totally guilty of this, I'm sitting here raising my hand, most of us will instead decide to self-medicate. So you'll self-medicate with things like wine, social media, TV, gaming, whatever your thing is. It could even be cleaning. Honestly, that was a huge one for me. Like I would just clean and be like, oh, I'll start that thing after I finish cleaning. And, you know, then I would always find something else to clean because it's like this never ending process. And unfortunately, this is encouraged by society. We live in a society that promotes escapism because we've learned that we can't fail at passive activities. And that's so much better for our ego when you think about it that way. And if that kind of really ties into the perfectionism topic that I get into a lot. So there are some other episodes that talk specifically about that. But this idea that we can't fail at passive activities has really promoted escapism in our culture. And it's really run rampant. So we have this idea all day of not enough, not enough, not enough. And then we're stressed and we're anxious about it. And then we get overwhelmed with the idea of how much time we don't have, that instead of giving a little bit of time to that thing that we know would really help us, we instead decide to numb, to shut down, to escape with something that just feels a little better, that can't challenge our identity and it can't hurt our ego. Drinking wine, watching TV, cleaning up. You can't fail at these things. And my passive activities uh, in the past, or even depending on my mood currently, (laughs) will be things like reading or watching a TV series or cleaning while staying up super late. And I have always struggled with the staying up late concept. Like I used to be like, oh, I'm a night owl. I love staying up late. I'm just not a morning person. But I adopted that identity to protect myself from the truth. And that truth for me was that I needed to feel like I could control a single part of my day, or at the very least, try to create more time to feel good because of that not enoughness that I was living in all day. So I was like, oh, if I stay up later, I'll have more time, and then I can do the things that I want to do. I can start to try to satiate that not enoughness. But I wasn't filling that time with the good things that would actually help counteract that not enoughness and get me back to abundance. Instead, what I would do is I'd go back to those self-prescribed medication techniques, Wine, movies, popcorn, escapism, (laughs) even cleaning. I know that's kind of a weird one, but I will clean and clean and clean to avoid doing something. Like if you see me cleaning around the house just like a maniac, I'm definitely procrastinating something. (laughs) So I used to do this every single night for years. And then when it was time for bed, I would have these this extreme guilt, and I would just shame myself for all the productive things, right, the quote-unquote productive things, that I didn't get done that evening. And then I would be like, oh, but it's okay. I just didn't have time to get those things done. So my escapism would really help me out. It would help my ego in that point. Like, oh, well, you know, yes, I feel guilty, but in reality, I just didn't really have the time, right? I needed to relax. I needed to give myself that time. But when you're doing this every single night, it's like, are you really actually using that to relax? Because studies are showing that TV actually doesn't relax you. Watching sports doesn't relax you. Things that relax you are the things that get you into your parasympathetic mode, that rest and digest. But so many of us choose passive activities, this escapism activity, that allows us to sit in fight or flight, but we numb it. So it's not actually helping with self-care. But we love to think that it does. Because everyone else does it, so why can't I? I would love to watch a movie tonight. I'm just going to do that. And I'm not saying that you can't ever do that, but I'm saying that there's a time and a place for that. And then there are moments when you need to make a choice 
to go do the action or the thing that you know is actually going to be more beneficial for you. So maybe instead of doing that activity, say, okay, am I using this activity to numb in order to avoid something that I'm afraid of failing at or I'm just too afraid to actually do or make time for? And if so, why? Why why am I choosing to make that decision? Or have I just had a really busy, productive week where I have done all those things that I wanted to do? And I'm like, yo, you know what? No, I really want to enjoy this time. I really want to sit with my partner and watch this movie. I want to enjoy this popcorn. It's something I'm going to actively enjoy and get something out of. Being intentional about that activity so it's not passive. It's not satiating or numbing that fight or flight response. So I would stay up late every night doing one of those passive activities, shaming myself for all the things I didn't get done, but also enjoying the ability to control something, which was how late I was staying up. It's not a great thing to have control over, but that was something I felt like I had direct control over. And then I would go to bed exhausted and already counting how few hours of sleep I was going to get, knowing that I was going to wake up tired. And I'd repeat this routine of scarcity all over again the next day. Wake up and first thing I think, wow, I didn't get enough sleep last night. I really wish I didn't have to go to work today. And looking back at it, this routine was so comical because it's so clear to me now what my patterns were and what my habits were. But in the moment, I didn't realize what it was that I was doing. I just thought that I was doing the self-care and the resting and taking care of my needs. But I wasn't really actually taking care of my needs. I was trying to use that as an excuse to not look at the uncomfortable things that were going to force me to grow or that I just didn't want to do. So I really leaned into that daily routine of not enoughness, that scarcity to justify a lot of what I was doing. And unfortunately, that routine that I had that was based in scarcity caused me to be really unhappy. And I just couldn't figure out why. I was like, what is missing? Why do I feel stuck? Why do I feel like I'm in a funk? I knew something was off, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. So I hope that if you are in this place now that this is resonating and maybe it is a wake-up call for you or someone you know. Or maybe you're just like, oh, that was totally me in the past, and I'm so glad that I'm no longer like that, but it's a great reminder. Whatever this is for you, I just felt it's important to share my own experience with it so that you can use this as either a mirror or a confirmation that you're on the right path. So that type of daily flow pointed to my scarcity mindset and all the things that I focused on that I didn't have enough of. Time, money, energy, those are all pretty common things. They were all things that I thought I lacked. And that was the routine for most of my life. And unfortunately, that just manifested more scarcity for myself because it reinforced feelings of anxiety and fear. And we know that those things aren't going to manifest great things for you, right? (laughs) It's very low vibe. And according to studies, the happiest people on earth cultivate a routine that is in abundance of joy and incorporates joy throughout the day. So that's like literally the opposite of what I was doing. They're experiencing joy and gratitude. I was complaining about all the things that I didn't have enough of. Very, very different things. And yet I was unhappy. And here's the study that's showing the happiest people have more joy and gratitude. And not only do they have more of that, but it was a part of their habits. It was a part of their habits and who they were at their core. And it wasn't just some exercise that they do every now and then. That's really what I think was missing for me because I would be like, oh, I'm going to have a moment of feeling joy and gratitude, but it would be like a to-do list item. It wouldn't be something that I was being very intentional about and integrating throughout my life. And unfortunately, 
a lot of us, too, when, when referring and thinking about this idea and concept of joy, we can have limiting beliefs about joy. And then we might have thoughts like, joy can't last long term. Or, when will the other shoe drop? Or, I can't enjoy this moment too much because it hurts to think about what would happen if this disappears forever. From that perspective, feeling joy can be vulnerable. And author Brene Brown actually mentions feeling afraid to enjoy her kids too much out of fear that if something bad would happen to them, it would hurt so much more. Oh, God, when she said that, I was like, I don't have children, but I have felt that way about my spouse, about my dogs. It's like you're afraid to love them too much because you think, what if something happens in an instant? It's that fear of being robbed of your joy. And so unfortunately, a lot of us avoid joy because it's too vulnerable to think about what might happen if that, that presence of joy disappears and that person's no longer there or that moment is no longer there to provide that to me. But then instead, you're just robbing yourself of joy in so many other moments throughout your life. And you can ask any person that's ever grieved, thinking about all the times that they could potentially lose someone never, ever made their grief any easier. So why do we do that to ourselves? So have you ever had this thought about not enoughness with a spouse, friends, family members? And how often do we keep ourselves from experiencing joy because we think it's too good to be true or that it could be fleeting at any moment? These thoughts allow our fears to manifest scarcity. Joy as a fleeting experience, not as a lifestyle. So for this reason, joy comes in moments for us, maybe, but it's not a daily habit. It's not a part of our routine. It's not creating a routine set in abundance. Most of us choose to live in scarcity. But thankfully, we can vulnerably accept joy and allow ourselves to live more abundant lives and cultivate a more abundant life. We can attain it when we allow ourselves to notice and sit in gratitude. And I know you've probably heard this a lot. And you're like, if I have one more person that tells me to be gra grateful or to do an exercise of gratitude, I might scream. <laughs> I get it. I have been there. But there's probably a reason that you keep hearing it. And there's probably a reason you've been avoiding it. So maybe sit with that. Why have you been avoiding it? Or have you been treating it as a to-do that you just don't have time for? See how we bring all this full circle? <laughs> So to start, we have to embrace the vulnerability of joy as a moment to practice gratitude for what is instead of fear of what could be or what could happen. That's number one, because you can never know how things will turn out and robbing a moment of joy will not prevent future tragedy. I'll say that again. Robbing a current moment of joy right now will not prevent future tragedy. Uncertainty is the opposite of abundance. That will really hit with my perfectionists because we want certainty and we think we can cultivate it by being perfect or by having some perfectionistic tendencies, but we can't. Certainty is the opposite of abundance. You have to take the leap of faith. You have to be vulnerable enough to accept joy, to cultivate a lifestyle of joy. 
So how, how do we do this? How do we get to joy? I've already mentioned gratitude being the number one way to cultivate this. And I, I keep saying her name throughout this, but again, her audiobook is what really got me on this topic today. And according to Brene Brown, the difference between happiness and joy is that happiness relies on your external circumstances. So your material goods, the things you have, the money you make, the cars you drive, the people you hang out with. Whereas joy comes from within. Your internal thoughts, your internal habits, your behaviors, your emotions, what you're cultivating inside. So from that perspective, we all have the ability to create joy, no matter our circumstances externally. Because joy is cultivated by and directly correlates with our inner being. And our inner being is more positive and feels better when it is based in a routine of gratitude. And not just a moment of gratitude a week, not just something you check off your list every day, but a lifelong practice of gratitude, intentionally making time for it throughout your day and making this exercise a priority. So how can you intentionally make space for daily gratitude? Maybe you wake up and the first thing you think of is something completely different. So if you're one of those people that's been thinking, oh, I just didn't get enough sleep last night. What if that very first thought you change that thought or you train your brain to think, wow, I'm so glad that I had such a safe space to sleep in last night. Or I'm so grateful for these sheets. I'm so grateful for my dog that slept with me. I'm so grateful for whatever that is. Hell, even air conditioning, if you have that in your house. I'm so grateful that I had air conditioning last night. I'm so grateful that I am waking up this morning. I'm so grateful for all the time that I know I have ahead of me today. How can you change that initial thought to be more grateful? And then maybe think of five small things every day that you can be grateful for. Not the huge things, right? Not like, oh, I'm so glad I got that huge $50,000 check. Maybe instead it's like, oh, I'm so grateful for that neighbor's rose bush. I just love looking at that every day. I'm so grateful they fixed that pothole. I am so grateful there was no line at the grocery store this morning. I am so grateful that my barista has memorized my order. I am so grateful... That I hit so many green lights this morning on the way to work. There are so many moments that we can be practicing gratitude for, and so many of us just don't do it. And it's easy, right? It's just a moment to be present and mindful. But so many of us are thinking about the future or the past, either berating ourselves for things in the past that we didn't do well or that we wish we would have done, or thinking about the future and all the things that are ahead of us and what we need to do in order to prepare for the future. But Cultivating gratitude as a part of your daily routine forces you to get current and present. And how often do we do that? How often do we just sit in the day that is and sit in the moment, sit in the car and just be grateful for something? Go on a walk and just be grateful for this moment. So how can you show gratitude throughout the day? Who can you show gratitude to? So maybe it's like a male person, a coworker. Who can you be grateful for? And express that too. And it really is that cliche phrase, attitude of gratitude. So true. It needs to be an attitude that you're adopting. We've all met those really ungrateful people too. Like, you know who I'm talking about. They're the people that are just always super negative. They never have anything good to say. Something always goes wrong. They're always complaining. Maybe they're the person that you're embarrassed to go out to eat with because there's always, they can never be pleased. We all know who that person is. (laughs) And you can just feel that negativity, right? Can you be the opposite of those people? The opposite of that is gratitude. 
So how can you be overly optimistic or thankful for your daily experiences? Be that annoyingly positive person. (laughs) And I'm just kidding about the annoyingly part, but I used to be one of those people who's like, oh my God, they're so optimistic and positive. That's so annoying. But no, seriously, it's like I was so annoyed by that because it was so far away from where I was and where I wanted to be if I was being very honest with myself. Know that it's okay to be that person. And the more that you are that person, the more you're creating that within the world, which is a beautiful thing. So how can you cultivate daily practices of gratitude? When do you want to do this? Or can you at least once an hour find something to be grateful for? To that end, and because I'm a, I love to give steps because I feel like I, I'm one of those step people, <laughs> here are a few things that I have put together in an effort to help us cultivate joy. There's five steps. The first one, create joyful habits centered around abundance instead of a routine centered around scarcity. So what can you change about your morning schedule to help you be more joyful throughout the day? How can you incorporate gratitude into the first thoughts you have each day? Can you wake up earlier to give yourself more time so that you feel more abundant about all the time you have in your day? Can you give yourself more sleep the night before so that you're better able to do that? And can you be grateful for that? The second tip, find joy every day in the simple things, not just the paramount moments. Joy doesn't have to come from a concert, a wedding, a vacation. How can you cultivate this feeling? Regularly, daily. What new things can you be grateful for every single day? Even the tiniest of things. Third tip, slow down and step out of hyperproductivity and perfection. You are enough without a busy schedule. So what can you say no to in order to create more space for freedom, joy, and abundance? What can you intentionally make time for, make space for? And can you become more present as a result? Be grateful for the gift of time that you are giving yourself. Slow down, slow down, slow down. The fourth tip, allow more space for creativity and inspiration, which often coincide with joy. What fun and creative task have you always wanted to do, but you've just denied yourself because of some lack of time? For me, it's always glass blowing. I've, I would love to take a glass blowing class. <laughs> so that's something I'm committed to doing. Or maybe for you, it's guitar lessons, karate, a jewelry making class, a birdhouse making class, a shop class, whatever that is for you. Can you incorporate a new hobby into your life? That can be a great way to cultivate joy and abundance, gratitude for new experiences and fun. And lastly, tip number five, be mindful. If you find yourself operating from that place of not enoughness, stop, reset, restart. Change the thought patterns and remind yourself of everything that you already have to be grateful for. And I always find it really helpful to remember the things that I have, even if I were to move somewhere completely new and start all over again. Like, what assets can I sell off? I have a wonderful husband, a family to lean on, a growth mindset that can take me wherever I want to go. And friends will support me in any way they can. So knowing this, I will always have my basic needs met. My foundation is abundant. And that thought alone makes me so grateful because not everyone does. So what bare minimum will you always have? Your creativity, 
your knowledge, your scrappiness, your family, your friends, your partner, your dog, own that foundation. And when you can remember that you always have everything you need, even if so many of the external things were stripped away, that right there can be a fantastic place for you to cultivate abundance. So to summarize, step out of any negative daily habits and thoughts and into a long-term practice of gratitude in whatever way that looks like for you. Feel free to customize it and find ways to cultivate joy in order to find that long-term happiness. If this topic resonated with you today, please send me a DM and let me know how it impacted you. Or if you have more questions about this particular topic, feel free to send them my way and I will do the best I can to help answer them. Again, that's at Modern Manifestation, and it would mean a lot to me if you would follow. That way you can stay up to date with the podcast schedule and everything else. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today, and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.